Welcome back to the Evolution of Confidence. This is Mari Juliet, and I'm here to tell you the 10 things that I've learned from using social media for my business for 10 years in 10 minutes. Number one, social media shouldn't be so important to you that you sacrifice your morals and standards. I know that sounds dramatic, but I've learned through trial and error that feeding into drama and controversy from your own life to promote to strangers on social media is not always the wisest decision. It never feels good after, and it's often in pursuit of views and a wow factor. I'd honestly rather have positive energy behind my content to attract great connections and clientele than post controversial things about my friends or family in pursuit of views. When you're using social media as a tool for your business, and for me, it is a creative outlet, number one, so I do want to emphasize that. As much as social media helps me with my business, it is a passion of mine, and I did start it out of just having fun, and that's the reason why I continue to do it and what makes it sustainable. But you do want to remember that your social media pages are essentially a business card and you do leave a digital footprint with every post that you make. People can screen record your lives, every single thing that you post, you are responsible for, which leads me to tip number two. You are your own PR person. So think about a celebrity that you see online. They have PR people who limit what they say or they have managers who say, maybe that's not the best idea to post. So remember that even if you're a micro influencer, you're just starting out, you're just getting your feet wet with social media, but you know how important it is to utilize for your business. Cause again, it is your business card. It's your billboard. It is the billboard for your business. So you need to even more so make sure that you have some boundaries set for yourself as far as what you want to post online. Do you want to have your family involved? Do you not? Do you want to focus solely on making it very professional looking? Is that, what, is that what's important to you? I have a little bit of a mixture. I definitely have some fun in my content and I like to make it fun for followers and all of that stuff, but I do have certain things that I'm not going to post. I have boundaries. I identify them and you don't even have to share them. You just have to know for yourself what your limits are when it comes to sharing your life online. Number three, you do not have to batch your content to be successful. So despite what a lot of you know social media experts say, when you operate a business alongside of making content, you do need to keep in mind that you want to maximize your time and use efficiency at the forefront of your brain. So let's say I'm going to show a house. I'm going to also take a video there. I'm going to also follow up with a client there. I'm also going to post something about the house that will hopefully get somebody interested through a hashtag or something that I've done strategically through social media to gain more views on that listing. That's what I mean by doing multiple things at once. I understand the notion that, you know, focusing on one thing at a time is important too, but when you are using social media as your advertising and it essentially is free advertising, it's like your own sweat equity into your business, you need to make sure that you're being as efficient as possible. Of course, delegating tasks is ideal and batching works for some creators, but my content with the most reach is typically when I'm on the go in between showings or in between meetings and can show my real life and just have a few minutes to create in between whatever I'm actually doing. It's authentic, it reaches people, and it saves me time. 
Number four, consistency is everything in content creation, but also in business. If you're consistent with one, you should be able to rely on yourself to be consistent in the other because it does take daily posting. In TikTok, I posted six times a day for legitimately like two and a half years straight uh, to build my following. And now I post every single day still, not at that rate, but that really is what it takes. And it's not always so much about the algorithm I've found. It's more so just to keep yourself accountable and know, okay, I need to post at least once or twice or however many times a day that you've set for yourself as your goal. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Number five, making things fun makes it sustainable. So while some may find posting on social media exhausting, others find it as a positive outlet for their creative juices that do not flow when they're working in their nine to five jobs. I know that even when I was in medical device sales making really good money, like I would have been fine just doing that job, I would still take a bunch of modeling jobs on the side just to keep that creativity going because I missed that side of the brain that I was using when I was doing those modeling gigs, even if they were free. I just loved the human connection of it, the networking, and doing something fun and creative when you have that you know, almost craving to do those things, but you're only focusing on the work aspects, sometimes you lose inspiration and you can actually find yourself going in circles because you're not expanding your mind. Number six, just because you can outsource every job does not mean that you should outsource every single job within your business. If you thrive creatively at content creation, that's a unique skill that's really difficult to find when you're hiring people. You might get lucky and find someone amazing right away, but understand if that's one of the main reasons why you're gaining business, it might be best for you to continue to do that job. Some of the most profitable businesses I know from speaking to their CEOs have told me that they still make their organic posts, they still make their own posts to their platforms and I do the same. I have always made my own posts for the last 10 years. I actually just looked into having someone start to film some of my content with me, but I, you know, maybe I'm a control freak. I don't know. I know that I used to say that about my real estate business, but when it comes to content creation, it is such a personal thing and your personal connection with your followers and creation of your brand and all of those things are very vital to keep very true to you. Number seven, hire someone to manage your inbox. If you are doing content creation and running a business, you are going to be flooded with emails 24-7, not only from brand deals to for your social media accounts. I completely stopped doing brand deals because I found it was taking time away from my actual uh, my brand and my business and I was promoting other brands. I'm happy to post about brands like when I actually use them and for free because it's just like whatever. But the correspondence that it takes to do a brand deal is so intense and people don't realize how in, how much time it is. And when you really break it down, it's like, is it really worth that like 500 bucks or is my time better spent on other things within my business or promoting my own brand? And that's going to depend on your business, how much you make off of content versus your business itself. Um, mine has always been structured very differently from other creators as far as how I make money on social media. I don't really capitalize on any brand deals 
it's all bringing business into my own brand, like closing deals with my own brokerage, uh, selling houses, selling my real estate courses online. Um, even that is really just a resource for people because I was getting so much feedback about people wanting to learn from me. And that's another thing. Like you have to identify, you know, you don't just wake up one day and you have a course to sell or you have knowledge to share that's in a format where it's easy for people to consume, where they like it. So you have to identify how are people going to want to consume what I'm putting out and how does that tie into my business? Mine is real estate, but yours might be something completely different. Maybe you have a boutique. Maybe you want to open a med spa one day and you want to start building that rapport with your following. Those are things to think about even when you're in school, even when you're in college, thinking about your career. How can I set the framework now and build some sort of a following so that then when I do graduate, I have something ready to go and that can be you know, an amazing, amazing plan for you. You just have to set it up and write it down. The point of that tip is to show you that you shouldn't be spending your time sifting through brand deals and emails and people asking for things. Also, when you open your own business, especially if you're blasting it on social media or you're doing a lot of advertising, you are a target for people to ask you to spend money on random things like, oh, you need to try this CRM. Oh, you need to try this new software. You need to try this, that, the other thing, this website developer. Oh, I can cut videos down for you. I can offer you this service. You are a target for people to market to you, which is not a bad thing. It's a great way to, you know, obtain information, to hire people through that. I hire people through email all the time, but you have to have a system, you have to have organization, you have to have somebody that understands the back end of your business who can tell you here's what's important and here's what isn't so that you can save time. Which brings me into tip number eight. This might be controversial, I'm not sure, but hire within the US if possible. That is what I have found because there are so many people that will advise you to hire a VA at a third of the cost, who works overseas and listen with the economy you know who knows what's going to happen with the economy people say it's going one way people say it's going another i always say no one can predict it so i think staying calm is the best thing that you can do in any sort of market however shopping local buying from u.s made brands not even just shopping local make sure that it's not from somewhere out of the US pretending to be from here. Like you really have to do a deep dive to find products that are truly made in the US and buying from brands that are local and supporting entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurship has risen by 29% over the last three years. So while so many businesses that spent tons of money, had loans, had all of these plans to open their businesses, had to shut down or already had running businesses, had to shut down and close because of the lockdown that we had. And yes, it created a lot of entrepreneurship, but the benefit of that is that we can actually employ more people within the U.S. and give them more opportunities and more jobs to work for those entrepreneurs and streamline their businesses so that we can all become more profitable. Number nine, don't overthink your content. I'm making this podcast in my car while making a TikTok. And efficiency is actually more time for you to use on other things and be with the people that you love. 
get more things done in less time if you want to prioritize your time. Because I think a lot of us have that goal now, especially with entrepreneurship on the rise. What are the benefits of being an entrepreneur? It's flexibility of your time. However, it can take over every waking moment of your life. And I'm speaking from experience when I say, if you don't set those boundaries within your business, it will take every moment of your life and then you'll blink and you know, years and years have gone by and you're living for other people. So understand that overthinking your content and spending so much time on the font and on, oh, I have to wear a certain outfit and I need to be in a certain car to do this, or I need a light, or I need a this, and I need a tool. Oh, I forgot the tool at home. I can't make the video. Just do it. Just make it. Just put it out. Like once you get in the swing of doing that and being that way and being resourceful when you don't have all the tools that you need, you will become so efficient and you'll learn how to be that way with other areas of your life. Number 10, everything on social media is essentially a fake world that is completely detached from real life. So losing sight of that can make you out of touch or can give you anxieties about issues that really shouldn't affect your day to day. Every drama that you see on social media is raising your cortisol. The drama that everyone was just talking about with Haley and Selena Gomez. People got so wrapped up in that news lines. Every video I saw was about Haley and Selena. Of course, people feel for each party for each reason. I don't really know much about what's going on because I purposely don't watch that kind of content anymore because you're going on that ride with everybody. You're like reading the comments and oh my God, and this happened and that happened and who should you be outraged at and blah, blah, blah. You've, you've expended your energy. You've raised your cortisol over people who have no idea who you are. And I know that might sound harsh, but it's the truth. And once I realized that, I was like, this is a waste of my time. Like this is a waste of my energy more so than my time. Because then that dies down and you have no idea they could be orchestrating that whole thing you have no idea and then the next drama comes the next day and then perez hilton's posting the next drama on instagram the next day and the following day and every single thing on your news feed becomes a shocking drama that you would know nothing about if you put your phone on do not disturb for three hours and that's the reality it's we consume more news today than people 25 years ago did in like an entire year. And I think it's in one day we consume more. I, don't quote me on that, but I know Jay Shetty said something about that on his podcast on purpose by Jay Shetty. And I was in shock. I was like, that is unbelievable. So like, I don't watch the news. I don't watch a lot of content. I create content. And the way that I've been able to have a sustainable business and utilize content creation consistently to promote and sustain that business to provide for my family and myself is to create. And I really appreciate everyone who follows me on these platforms and who has followed me for the last 10 years. I know that there's a potential TikTok ban going on and we have served so many clients from TikTok. We have promoted our listings on TikTok. I have connected with so many amazing, inspiring women in the workforce on TikTok, doctors, CEOs, engineers, mortgage brokers, like everybody, like of all different walks of life. And most of my employees came from TikTok actually. So and most of the people that take my boot camp and my playbook and my real estate courses come from TikTok and come from 
social media. So while it can be scary for people and it can be intimidating and yes, it can be harmful for your mental health. It really is that way if you let it be that way for you. And I know it's hard and I know that there's mental health issues that can, you know, hold you back from being in control of that, but setting your own boundaries and taking control of it, writing it down, put a, put a limit on your phone of screen time, do something today that's going to give you a better relationship with social media so that you can use it to benefit your business moving forward. Thank you guys so much for listening. I don't know if we went over 10 minutes. I feel like we definitely did, but I hope these tips were helpful. I love you guys. Please leave a rating if you loved this podcast and please share the show. I love when you share it. I really appreciate it. Have an amazing day and follow for more on YouTube also at Mari Juliet. Have an amazing day. Bye.